Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Group on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 502. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and yes, I started doing the show while I was muted, so I quickly went and pushed some buttons and got myself back on the air. Uh, so here we are doing our 502nd show. We are, what, 15 weeks through the season? There's only 21. We've only got like a week, month and a half left, and sometime in October, the season's over, then no november and oh my god we got football happening uh great cup it last year it was in december is it in december this year or is it in november this year i don't know i don't remember all i know is it's in regina it's going to be fucking cold and why would anybody want to go um it's kind of weird i saw some guy posting some things about why they should fire craig reynolds and one of the things was because the riders are hosting the gray cup and craig reynolds has it authorized Jamie O'Day to spend over the cap so that the riders would be at the Grey Cup game. Yes, you heard that right. There are fans out there right now wanting the riders to cheat so that they could participate in the Grey Cup game. Like, do you... How can you do something like that? How can you... Honestly, come on, Jesus. Your team cheats enough as it is. Now you're wanting them to cheat? Fuck. I can't believe some Ryder fans. Uh, I, I don't disagree Craig Reynolds should be fired, but he shouldn't be fired for that because the fact that he isn't spending above the cap to, to get into the Grey Cup gives him a little bit of merit, um, although I know he would do it. So we'll see what happens. Anyhow, I just, I, I cannot believe the audacity of Ryder fans that they think that this is so important. I mean, they've only had four championships in 110 years. Missing another one's not a big deal. You've missed 106 of them so far, you know, come on, really? Okay. Anyhow, I'm going to open up the mics here, bring into my boys because I, you know, I did, I could talk, shit about the riders all night all on my own i wouldn't need will and charles to help me on that one so but i'm not going to talk that much shit about the riders we will probably there's got to be something in here in the agenda about the riders but anyhow yeah um somebody also said craig dickinson got fired today i have not confirmed that i can't see it anywhere um but uh okay maybe maybe not who knows uh welcome to the show charles how are you doing hello I'm doing well, and Craig Dickinson has not been fired today. Yeah, it would be stupid. Yeah. And if that were the case, it would be everywhere. It would be everywhere. Yep. <clears throat> and you're maybe not going to fire a coach when you play was... in like three days or something, don't they? Or are they yeah, off well, this maybe week? Maybe they're off this week. Got fired. No, I haven't heard that either. No, they're playing Edmonton. They're playing Edmonton. That's right. They're not off this week. Yeah, no. 
No, nor is well, I can tell nobody got fired. No, many people should have. Possibly. I mean, you can't fire but, Ryan Dinwiddie. He keeps winning. It just blows my that's mind. A, yeah, somehow. Well, he keeps winning because he's in the East, and they play a lot against the Eastern Conference teams, and as mediocre as the Argos are, the rest of the East is crap. Well, he keeps playing Hamilton. That also helps. Yeah. I honestly think that, you know, we do it in the power rankings and everything else. I think Hamilton's at the basement. No doubt about that. They're like, they're hot garbage. I was talking to uh, Belton the other day, or actually this morning, I think, and we were talking about power rankings because he's got the, the riders down in sixth place now. And uh, I'm just curious because he's such a rider homer. He's always had them way up at the top. Now he's got them down in sixth place. I asked him if this is his opinion or is this just a formula that he uses and that he's sticking with it. And he said, nope, my opinion. <laughs> Started to laugh. And then somebody said, Belton, you got riders in sixth place. You're such a homer. And I, I said, yeah, he's just being generous. <laughs> They should be lower. No. Anyhow, we got Will online here, too. He's being very quiet. William, welcome to the show. I was just listening to what you were saying, and uh, I can confirm Craig Dickinson did not get fired. That would be silly. Um, um, How about Dave Dickinson? Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan sixth place, That that's not a stretch. It's not a stretch. It's not bad. They just gave up no, more no, than 50 points bad. the other day. Yeah, they did. But they're saying that they, they, they had the entire O-line had the shit. So, you know, it's you know, like, I keep on hearing, first off. I keep, I keep on hearing they all had the flu, so. Yeah, yeah. So if the center had diarrhea... Would you want to be the quarterback? Nope. <laughs> shotgun. Be going out of a shotgun a lot more. Short yardage plays. <laughs> yeah. Not a good thing, anyhow. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, anything else you want to bring up here? Yeah. Let's get on with the show. Yeah. Let's get on with the show. Yeah. Let's do it. Get on with the show, okay. baby. Okay, so I'm going to flip over here to my agenda, and we're going to review week 14. That's what it says. So now i got to go over and get Sparky's picks. Okay, so the first game in week 14 was that dismal performance by the third, fourth, and fifth string quarterbacks from the BC Lions. Um, so we had the BC Lions into Montreal to play the Alouettes. It was um, I was actually on my way down to Hope, Hope, B.C., the little city down here, uh, for an a, event called Jump Your Junk. And uh, basically what it was was they put a jump in their thing and people brought their cars and they jumped them and whoever got the most air win, wins a little plastic trophy. Uh, anyhow, so we went down to visit this. So I put um, Sirius XM on and I was listening to the football game. And I was listening to the football game, and then I just turned it off and uh, 
told my wife to listen to some music because I just couldn't listen to it. It was so, it just was not good football. Uh, they did not do anything right. They did nothing right. And we didn't have a quarterback. And I understand that Vernon Adam, Antonio Pipkin didn't get a lot of snaps with the first string defense in the last three or four years. Um, so, you know, you, you don't expect him to perform at its highest level. Vernon Adams hasn't had first team reps in a couple of years since Danny Machocha took over that team. Um, he hasn't even had a chance to, to take a look at the BC playbook at all. I didn't expect anything more out of this game than what happened. I did expect the defense to play better football. I did expect a little bit more out of special teams, although our special teams has been absolutely brutal this year. But the acquisition of Terry Williams, uh, yeah, it may or may not have helped. Well, I don't know. I'm going to let Charles tell you about the game because he probably watched it. Uh, I just I couldn't. I, I couldn't justify it. I had three screaming kids in the car and a wife that was pissed off at me listening to football, and it wasn't good football, so I just said no. Charles? Yeah. Talk about the game. In this one, it's hard to talk about. It was a really, really bad performance by the Lions, offense, defensively. Although, uh, I'm going to be perfectly honest, uh, I'm not all that surprised that the defense uh, really didn't play all that well because, quite frankly, they were on the field constantly, especially in the first half. In fact, in the second quarter, I believe Montreal had the ball for like 12 and a half minutes and the Lions had it for about two and a half. Uh, this defense got worn out, and they got worn out quickly, and it was 21-3 to at the halftime. And it's basically uh, Vernon Adams, I'm, or not Vernon Adams, uh, Antonio Pipkin, I'm sorry, he's not going to be the answer long term, and I don't think the Lions ever thought he would be, quite frankly. Uh, there was some, he just wasn't, I mean, Granted, he hasn't had a lot of, still even going into this game, hadn't had a lot of first-team reps. Uh, he was pretty much anointed the starter earlier in the week, so he at least had at least around a week with the first-team offense. But you could tell there was no timing there. There was no completion there. With this quarterback, since Rook has been out, I've been wanting the Lions to use more rushing, run the ball more, give the ball more to James Butler. They only gave it to him six times. That's not enough. He has a 4.5 average. That's not a bad average. And if you give him the ball a little bit more, he might get some more yardage. But, I mean, he just, they're not doing it there. Vernon Adams, I don't take anything from what he did because he was only in for a couple of series. And quite frankly, there was no way he was even going to be close to down, um, was going to be close to down with the timing down or the playbook down there just wasn't gonna wasn't gonna happen. So no, I I don't put any stock into that. And Montreal wasn't spectacular by any stretch. I mean, Trevor Harris only passed for 163 yards. I thought the Lions were actually defense wasn't terrible. Although, quite frankly, I think they just got worn out, and um, that was the big thing. The Lions just uh, could not. Um, get their defense off the field. The Lions offense got very few sustained drives 
and Montreal just kind of uh, ended up uh, taking over it. I mean, in reality, the Lions' defense only gave up 24 points, not 31, because one of them was a uh, a defensive touchdown by the uh, by the Alouettes. So the defense isn't on the field there, and it just was not a good football game. There was just no uh, no there was no uh, sugarcoating this one. The Lions just were not uh, were never in this game right from the start. No. They were not. Right from the opening kickoff, it, did, it just did not look good. They couldn't stop a fucking thing. And they made a couple of weird calls. I mean, there was one where they were third and nine in their own end of the field, and they try a fake punt that they needed nine yards on, and they got two. And uh, it was just a, it was a bad night all around. Yeah, I, I like to use the term clusterfuck. Yeah, that was a that's a pretty that's a pretty good uh, word to use because that's that's pretty much what that was. Yeah, that's the, definitely the definition of this one. Well, yep. BC Lions game. You know, I I don't have to talk about the game, but let me let me throw some things out there that that we talk about all the time. Hmm. Number one, number one, it's a quarterback driven league. BC Correct. is a perfect example of that. Perfect example. They don't have a quarterback, so they're not playing well. Number two, we always talk about the greatest team sport on the face of the earth. Okay, so yeah, what has changed with the BC? What has changed with the BC Lions? They don't have Nathan Rourke. They still have all those fabulous receivers. They still have a good running back. They still have a big good running back. They still have the same defense, but but every piece when, every piece matters. Every piece matters. Every piece. And if you yeah. don't have the right pieces together, it can be a disaster. And yeah. and I mean I'm I'm thinking half the reason BC looked like they did the other night is like Charles said the defense is on the field too much. It's that simple. Okay yeah. and. And I, I'm not, I'm not counting BC out yet because I do believe Vernon Adams will be the guy, and he will get better, or he'll get timing down, or he'll get reps with the number one offense. You know what I mean? Because he hasn't had any of that stuff for almost two years. And, he's and he's it not takes a bad time. QB. So, no, no, he showed that in Montreal, and and with that receiving core it makes an average quarterback look even better. So yes. so I I, I I I hope they can turn it around, but the lucky thing for BC is they have they play in the same division as <laughs> Saskatchewan and Edmonton. So you know, just saying. Well yes, uh, yes and no. There's hope. The rest of the season the rest of the season is two games against Calgary and two games against Winnipeg. Yeah, I get that. I get that. That's not it, fun. It doesn't bode well. Not really. Yeah, but I how much longer? I would not count BC out of the crossover. But, but how, no, no, but how much longer? How much longer is Winnipeg going to play their starters, number one? Okay, just saying. Um, and And same as other teams who are going to clinch, okay? How much longer are they going to play their starters? That's the key. 
So, I mean, Calgary definitely will play the starters because they're still trying to catch BC because they lost to them once. But if they win the next two games, then they, they probably won't play their starters either because I think they'd have a lock on second place. So who knows? Yeah, I'm not count. I'm seriously not counting BC out of the crossover. No, but it's too bad. It's too bad, and I'll say that with any team. It's too bad that they go backwards when they have a major injury to a major part of their team. It's that simple. Yeah, but honestly, um, if Winnipeg had a catastrophic quarterback injury right now, where would they be? They'd be in the same boat. Yep. Same boat. Same boat. They don't, they don't have anything coming up the back end. So do we even, um, do we even Cal- know who their fucking second-string quarterback is? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, it's Prokop. I don't remember. It's Prokop or Prokop. Prokop. Prokop or whatever. What a Prokop. Prokop, yeah. Yeah, that's it. And he's got hardly any CFL experience starting. None, as a matter of yeah. fact. And out of the three quarterbacks Calgary had last year, they cut him. So, I mean, there you go. So, Winnipeg, Calgary, same thing. I think pretty much, yeah. well, Calgary not so much. Everything. Well, Calgary's in a decent position with Jake Mayer and Bo Levi Mitchell. They, I think they could win with both with of those who? guys. But with who? What? Bo, I can't break a pane of glass with a baseball? That Bo? No, they're fucked if Bo gets to go win, okay? They're fucked worse than BC. Anyways, go ahead. BC has the opportunity to win three more games this year. And possibly, 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 possibly. We're back-to-back with Calgary right now. And then Ottawa, Toronto, and Winnipeg, and then Edmonton, and then Winnipeg. So, yeah, I mean, oh, so there's could we beat Edmonton there. right now? Edmonton, Ottawa, and Toronto. There's a potential for three more victories. That would make us 11 wins on the season. That would that that would definitely get us third place. Honestly, I'm not going to count them out yet because we haven't really seen Vernon Adams with like full practice and stuff like that. I think before we make any judgment, we got to see a little bit more than that. Yeah, but even with Vernon Adams at at his best, are we going to beat Winnipeg? Are we going to beat Calgary? Like I said, we got two against Calgary, two against Winnipeg. Yeah, but that was Winnipeg lost different. Winnipeg lost a field goal kicker who couldn't kick a twenty-yard field goal. They 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 mailed that game in. They and the defense play. is still good. The, the defense can hold this team in. They they struggled a bit last week, but this defense is still good enough to hold this team in the games. Yeah. Okay. Final score was Montreal 31, BC 10. Total of 41 points. Charles, you took BC. Uh, you got 28 points. Will, you're off by a point. You got 140. CJ got off by a point. I got 40. Rudy was off by a point. He got 140. Wow. 
the next game up, which was uh, Toronto Argonauts going into Ottawa. Yeah, I don't know what happened here. Um, Toronto just keeps winning. I, You know, at the beginning of the year, Ottawa played two back-to-back games with Winnipeg and almost won both of them. They have lost more games this year by less than seven points than any other team. They just are so close to winning and just haven't learned how yet. And that was what happened in this game. It was just like they just didn't play well enough to win. And they could have. It was only five-point difference at the end. Easily Ottawa could have won this game. But they didn't. Now, Toronto, who we all say has been brutal this year, just keep winning. Yeah, they keep playing Eastern teams like Hamilton three times, Montreal a couple, Ottawa another couple. So they're getting to beat up on the worst of the worst, but they just keep winning. And it's fucking annoying because they got a terrible quarterback and a worse coach. And right at I don't know how many times we said Ryan Dinwiddie should be fired for some of the moronic things that he's done on the sidelines, but he just keeps winning. How do you fire a coach that keeps winning? You can't. You just can't do it. I don't know about this game. Charles, go ahead. Well, first of all, I don't, I don't know if I would call McLeod Bethel Thompson a terrible quarterback. Uh, do I think he's one of the he's elite? Not a no, good I don't quarterback. think he's. I think he's a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. He's a good quarterback. He, you got to think of it. The guy leads the league in passing yardage, uh, and they keep winning. So I mean, say what you want about them, they they're not losing. They're getting the job done when they need to, and um, yeah, that's, I agree. I mean, they're an average team. I don't think they're a bad team. I think they're an average team. They just happen to be in a division with a bunch of crap teams that aren't going to get uh, that aren't getting any stronger. And I'm sorry, the Red Blacks. Uh, they keep they're close, but they keep losing. They keep losing. The clear thing is is that they're better, but they're simply not good enough. If they were good enough, they would have more wins. But even if you're losing by uh, a touchdown or so. And it keeps happening. You can say, yeah, they're a good team. They're just not getting any luck. At some point, you've got to say, well, they're an okay team, but you know what? They're just not good enough. They don't have the personnel to close out wins. They're not pulling wins out. So you can't just say, I mean, Toronto's clearly a better team than Ottawa right now. I don't think that you can really argue that because, quite frankly, uh, nope. the stacks back it up, and Toronto keeps beating Ottawa. So, um I just think Ottawa, while they have definitely improved from where they were a year ago, they're just not good enough right now. And you're right. It's a team that probably needs to learn how to win. And do they have the personnel to pull out wins? I don't know. But they're not doing it now. So. Do you remember back in 2016? I think it was 2016. Uh, Edmonton went 4-14. and 14. Yep. Might have been 2050. I don't know. And that was the best four and fourteen team ever. They played amazing football. They just kept losing. Okay. Yep. 
And the next year they hired Chris Jones, and he came in and he did amazing things with the team and ended up winning a Grey Cup the year after, I believe. Um, so they were just a well-built football team that didn't learn how to win. You can't say that about Ottawa. They're not that good of a team. No, they're not. I honestly thought as the but, season went along, they were going to improve. But here we are now, what, week 15 or whatever, and they still haven't really shown any signs of improvement. They showed that they're good no. enough to stay with teams. They're just not good enough to beat teams. Yeah. 100%. William, what do you think of this Yes, I watched, I watched this entire game. And I'm going to say I was bored for most of this game, but I watched it. Um, McLeod Bethel Thomas, you know, non-league quarterback, he threw for 365 yards. I know. Only had one TD, only had one interception. Um, I, I, I actually think Toronto is starting to gel, and they're actually believing that they are a good team. I think that's happening with them. And, you know, they have some pretty outstanding receivers that are former Calgary Stampeders. They have some pretty good defensive players that are formerly Calgary Stampeders. They have a coach that's a Calgary Stampeder. They have a defensive coordinator that's an ex-Calgary Stampeder. Um... Uh, right now, they look like they're the best in the East, and I think they may end up holding that because, let's face it, everybody else in the East is sucking shit right now. So, I don't know what to say. Did, did, did you see the odds? The the odds makers has Toronto having better odds to get to the Grey Cup than Winnipeg. Yeah, well, they play in the East. What do you expect? Well, to get to the Great Cup, yeah, they've got an earlier, they've got an easier road. Of course they do. Of course they do. So, and and once you get in the Great Cup, fuck, anything can happen, man. Mm-hmm. Anything can we happen. We saw that. that that's, yeah, that's, tr- that's the scary thing. That's Toronto scary could win thing. the Great Cup yeah. this year. And then we'd have all the Eastern fans going, see, the Eastern Division doesn't suck. And I, I, tend, I wonder if, if uh, Ottawa continues down this road, does Lapole get fired or not? I'm going to be honest, not I'm surprised he hasn't been yet. You don't think so? Well, probably yeah, not. Think... At this point, there's no, I don't see a, a reason to it. It's too late in the season to have, a, to have any sort of impact. Well, hang on, hang on. Let's just see this for a second. Montreal is five and seven. Ottawa is three and nine. It's only four with six points. Games, with six games remaining, they're only two games back. Yep. Ottawa could get they second could. in the East. I I think they're you know I mean. I think they finally found their quarterback, and who knows what could happen? Who knows? They've had that and, quarterback and three think, times. Yeah, and also think about 
you know, injuries to other teams. That could happen too. So, I mean, like we were talking about earlier, if anybody loses their quarterback, they're in trouble. Yeah. You know, I mean, last year, Pipkin was Toronto's backup, and now he's in BC. And he was god uh, Do you remember? Do you remember them saying that they're they're grooming Pipkin to be the starter in Toronto? Do you remember them saying yeah. that? And At one point, they did say that. Yeah, absolutely stunk up the fucking thing, and they 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 tossed him aside and went back to MBT. Yeah, yeah, but and don't forget, and don't forget, Montreal now has gotten rid of their backup. Okay. He's gone. Yeah, so what yeah. happens if Trevor Harris gets hurt? Is he going to go to Dominic Davis? Good luck with that. Right. He's great on short orders, but that's about it. Okay, so, you know, one key injury, and, and you could be in BC's boat. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway. BC's boat's taking on water. Yeah, I mean Toronto for for all the time, all the victories they're getting, all the victories that they're getting in the Eastern Division by beating up Hamilton three times, Montreal a couple, and stuff like that. They still wouldn't make the playoffs in the Western Division. Nope. Right now, at this, yeah. at this point in time, they would they still would not make the playoffs. In the Eastern Western Division, BC, yep. Calgary, Winnipeg are still higher than them. For how long? I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, that's, even though they, they they wouldn't even they wouldn't make the playoffs. Never mind host a, a game. Mm-hmm. And they're going to get a bye. Yeah, we could go into a whole thing on on playoff format right now because it's justifiable. This is just adding the fuel to the fire, saying the league should be one division. It, it should be, but there's a lot of good reasons why it shouldn't be. Right. Right, and 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 they're valid. But the, 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 something here is broken. Something is badly, badly broken. And I don't know how to fix it. I've come up with some ideas on it, but anyhow, let's uh, let's move on and close this one up. Over to Sparky thing here. Okay, so Toronto twenty-four, Ottawa nineteen, forty-three points. Uh, Charles, you picked Ottawa, thirty-eight points. You got Will. You took Toronto. You got a hundred and forty. CJ, you took Ottawa. You got four, off by one. You got forty points. And uh, Rudy picked Ottawa. He got a measly little 32 points. So that wasn't a good game there. Um, Yeah, CJ, I don't know, didn't pick the right winners on these games. Okay, the next one up was Saskatchewan into Winnipeg for the Banjo Bowl. Now, there was a poll up on, uh, I think it was uh, Armchair. It could have been Chatter. I don't know. Uh, The Winnipeg one, not the other other one. Um, Not that I'm going to promote any other Facebook groups other than Let's Talk CFL because it's the best. But the thing said 
there's a lot of talk right now about changing the banjo bowl. The game, the name is insulting. It is, and, uh. and this woke woke generation is just coming on and on and on. So they came up with some other ideas, which was the prairie bowl, the wheat bowl. Uh, you know, some of them were not so bad names. Okay, honestly, they weren't so bad names. I'm not suggesting at all that we change the Banjo Bowl because I love it. Uh, one of them was, doesn't matter what we call it, we don't have an Arby's in Winnipeg. <laughs> and that actually got 68% of the vote. Uh, why doesn't Winnipeg have an Arby's? doesn't sound right. I don't get it. Oh, I, 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 I kind of get it, yeah. There's no, there's no getting it, Charles. It just doesn't make any fucking sense at all. Okay, True. it just doesn't. I like Arby's. <laughs> so do I. I go to Arby's and I buy thirty of them at a time. Put them in the deep freeze and then take one out every day for lunch. It works great. Uh, anyhow, um, um. this game was a route. I don't know how else that if 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 I was Davis Sanchez, I probably would call it a molly whopping. It, it was just it was brutal, and I I almost felt bad for Saskatchewan Rough Rider fans, and then they started talking, and then that yeah, there's no sympathy. They came up with every fucking lame ass excuse that they possibly could, and you know what? The team may have been sick. So what? I've always said that if you're going to put on a set of pads and a uniform and a helmet and you're going to go out in the field, you better be good enough to play football. If you're not better enough to play football, then you shouldn't be putting the pads on. If you're sick, then you should have stayed home. Okay? If you put the pads on and you go out there, I admire your fortitude, but you cannot use a sickness as an excuse. Because if you do, you shouldn't have been out there. You're basically just saying our backups suck. Yes. Or they were sick, too. Okay, well, whatever. Deal with it. I don't know. I don't. Yes, exactly. And that's my my concept here. If you've put on the pads and you've gone out on the football field, you have no excuse as to why you're not playing at your top level. Because if you can't play at your top level, you shouldn't be out there. Saskatchewan got pounded down in this game. And, you know, considering how close the game was at the Labor Day, and I don't know why they call it the Labor Day Classic for that. I, the Battle of Alberta, I understand, the rematch and whatever else, Toronto, or Battle of Ontario. Why the Labor Day Classic? Because that game is never on Labor Day. That doesn't make sense to me. Anyhow, um, Saskatchewan did play Winnipeg a lot tougher the week before. And this is the first game of the year that Winnipeg blew out a team. I know they say that they blew out BC, but they didn't really. Uh, Not my opinion. We just fucked up in the first 10 minutes. The rest of the game was solid. Uh, Yeah, I don't understand this. I've got no excuse for this one at all. Um, Charles, you take over. You talk. uh, No, I'm going to let Will go first on this because he's a big Bomber fan. 
Okay. <laughs> Will, you go first, Charles. Go ahead. I'm going to go grab some water. You know what? My my first thing is, is uh, you know what, Charles? BC is actually in pretty good position because they realize they don't have a number one quarterback right now. That's not the case yeah. in Saskatchewan. <laughs> they think they have a number one quarterback. And in my mind, they don't. Nope. Every, every single Ryder fan I talked to after the game basically said, well, our defense let us down. I, I, I You know what? They're delusional is all I'm going to say. Anyways, I, I yeah. think this was the biggest – it was the biggest blowout for the Bombers this year. And D.C., or sorry, and uh, Saskatchewan, <laughs> they had no answers. No. It was, it, was, it was simple. They had no answers. And I think, didn't Winnipeg score on their first eight possessions or something like that? Something like that. They didn't, by, punt, they didn't yeah. punt the ball until there was like under two minutes left in the game. Right. I mean, they outscored them six nothing in the first quarter, twenty one ten in the second quarter. Third quarter was even. Fourth quarter they beat them seventeen nothing. To me, that's pretty close to a disaster. Yeah, as far as BC goes, and and our our you know the defense let them down. Cody Fajardo had 134 yards passing. Right. Which is just MOP, okay. MOP, MOP. Cody, yeah. Cody. I, were you listening, Christopher, or not? Or not? Uh, just the last little Did bit. Did you hear what I said? Okay, no, so I what I was saying more. to Charles, what I was saying to Charles is the difference between BC and Saskatchewan is BC knows they don't have a number one quarterback right now. Not the case with Saskatchewan. Correct. They think they have another one no. quarterback, but he threw for 124 yards. Like he's not very good. And if they if they keep on insisting that they're going to win with a guy like that, they're in so much trouble. It's scary. Well, so, well, I don't yes. disagree with you. Okay. Um, BC lost their quarterback, so they went out and found one. Okay. Yeah, that's my point. Edmonton lost that's their quarterback, point, so they went out. They went out and got one. But that's you know, my point. Everybody's everybody's out there is, it knows they've got a bad quarterback, and they go out and finding them. Hamilton did not. Saskatchewan did not. Correct. They think they've got a guy who will win for them. They don't. He's not going to win a great cup. They're fooling themselves oh, and they no. think otherwise. Yeah, no, no. They're not going to win a great cup. But the question is, are they going to get into the playoffs? Are they going to sustain themselves? What are they going to do? Uh, I mean, the big test is this week for them. For Cody Fajardo, the big test is this week. Are they, are they going to beat Edmonton? I mean, right. last week they beat up, yeah. or not last week, but the week before, they beat up on BC. But, you know, BC was playing a third-string quarterback that had never had a, a, a first-team rep in his life. 
I mean, it it, it absolutely uh-huh. wasn't fair. And uh, so you can't nope. call, you cannot, you can't take any, you know, positives from that game and say, yeah, we destroyed the BC Lions. No, fuck you, you did, right? Well, you, you and, beat and a third the, the Saskatchewan fans I've been listening to this week have said that their defense let them down. Had nothing to do with their fucking defense. Once again, perfect example of SBC. Their defense was on the field too fucking much. Because Cody yeah. Carter only had 120 yards passing. Put some okay, more points like, up and then maybe on. you don't get blown out. Right. Charles, you got the so, box score up there. How many, What was the uh, possession time on this game? I'll tell you here in a second. Uh, down to the bottom. Where is time of possession? It's usually at the top on the box oh, score. Yeah. Winnipeg, 35-25, Saskatchewan, 24-35. Winnipeg had the ball for nearly 11 minutes more. I mean, it's not super lopsided. No. 10 minutes is 10 minutes. Yeah, but the the big box score, Christopher, is Winnipeg outscored them 6-0 in the first quarter, 21-10 in the second quarter. They were even... They were even in the third quarter, and then Winnipeg scored 17 points to nothing in the fourth quarter. Okay? So, yeah. Winni- defense was Winnipeg's fired. Winnipeg's good in the fourth quarter, but they always suck in the first quarter. I don't understand uh-huh. that, you know? And the only team that they didn't suck in the first quarter against was BC. And they got 21 points in the first 10 minutes. Yep. So, anyways... anyways. Charles, did you go on this game, or was that just William? I didn't, but uh, personally what I was going to say is that I'm sorry. Even if they were fully healthy, I honestly think this game would have been very similar. I don't think that uh, the the guys being healthy really changed the result. I predicted last week that they were going to get blown out. I said it was going to be – I I thought they were going to win it going away, and they did going away. I'm I'm not convinced that – the guys being out with, uh, I don't know if it was a stomach flu or if it was food poisoning, whatever it was, I honestly don't think it makes that big a difference. I think Winnipeg well, wins this one going away regardless. But if you look at the Labor Day game, it was close. It was less than a touchdown. Yeah. But is that because Winnipeg didn't play? Or is that because Saskatchewan was that good? You know, if you're a Saskatchewan fan, you you got to have faith in your team, and they did. And they, you know, and, and now they're blaming this one on everything they can come up with, including the refs. I mean, how do you blame the officials in a game like this? If you get blown out okay. and give up over 50 points, it has nothing to do with the refs. You, no. That's someone not. looking for an excuse. Yeah, of course they were. So here's the funny thing. Uh, Winnipeg 54, Saskatchewan 20. Total points score 74. Not one of us was close enough to get any money, any points on that, okay? Um, Every one of us picked Winnipeg. So it was 100 points straight across. This was a total wash in our standings. Didn't do anybody any good. Okay, the last game... 
was the Battle of Alberta replayed. Battle of Alberta 2.0, what do you call it? I don't know. Uh, Calgary Stampeders went into Edmonton and spanked them. Edmonton still has not won a home game since October of 2019. It's the Elks curse. No, it's not. I don't believe in that goddamn stupid shit. But a lot of people do. Uh, They haven't won a game since they changed their name to the Elks. They haven't won a game at home. That has more to do with the quality of football team than it does to do with any voodoo magic, in my personal opinion. Uh, Chris Jones said he was absolutely embarrassed by this game, and he now wants to see which players really want to stay on the team because he's about to start cutting them. So, so be it. I mean, this was a true double-up. This was an exact double-up, 28-56. to 56. Final score was terribly brutal. Uh, they, yeah, Elks just proved why they're in the basement of the Western Division, and uh, Calgary proved why they're going into second place. What's your thoughts on this one, Will? You were, you were watching this game. You didn't go to Edmonton, did you? No, you don't do that. Um What'd you think? Well, William, it was a bit of a it was a bit of a shit kicking, I guess you could say. I mean, it was close. Well, was it close? Yeah, it was close for a little while. But once again, in the fourth quarter, the Stampeders outscored them twenty to eight. And so I, I think they just they grinded them down and they grinded them down. And you know what? I, I, and I noticed today, and we're going to talk about it later, Edmonton signed their quarterback to an extension. He's not that bad of a quarterback. He can no. throw the ball. There's no doubt about it. I mean, he looks like if you hit him, he'll break in half. But, um, but yeah. But that's only Calgary he's just like seven talk- foot two, isn't he? Yeah, something like that. Calgary came in and they they played well, and they're playing well with Jake Mayer. And I'm I'm thinking the upside of this injury free, of course. There, I think Calgary's only going to get better with Jake Mayer. Of course, in reality. So I've been um, telling you that for a year and a half, and you've been saying no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, um, and and their team seems to be competing. I still think their defensive backfield is weak, but if you outscore the other team by a bunch of points, it doesn't matter. And I'm pretty sure they have a lock. I'm pretty sure they have a lock for second place in the, in the CFL if everything goes according to plan, because they're also getting. In the next little while, they're getting Sean McEwen back, their starting center. They're getting uh, uh, Brendan Dozier back, and they've missed him all year long. So they're getting healthier at the right time. So let's just hope they protect Jake Mayer, and we don't ever have to see Bo Levi Mitchell again. So, (laughs) once again... the story's changed. No, no, once again, no, no, once again, once again, I see people online all fucking week long saying, gee, I wonder if Calgary is going to trade Bo Levi Mitchell. I'm going to say it here for the last <laughs> fucking time. He's hurt. Nobody's going to trade for him. 
Nobody's going to trade for a quarterback with a broken fucking wing, okay? He's hurt. He'll never be the same unless he gets stem cells or something in Mexico. And and get over it. It's not. It's got nothing to do with his skill level. He. It's not there anymore. You may not see him ever play another football game again. So and and I noticed on the bench he's still pouting over it. So I believe that that last statement of yours, not the pouting part, but before that, uh, is is a true statement, and it's it's far truer. Than him getting traded. Bullied okay, by Mitchell so probably will not play another game of football. Here's a question I have for you guys outside looking in. Why? What are the reasons that Calgary hasn't come clean on this? Any idea? I'm. Maybe they don't want other teams to know in case he has to come back in and play. You know, even no. even my buddy, even my buddy, whose son plays for Stan Peters, has said to his son numerous times, "Bo's hurt, isn't he?" And his son says, "No, he's not hurt. He's fine. He's not hurt. fine." And and my buddy's like, "Come on, really? No, no, I'm serious. He's not hundred percent fine. Bullshit. Bullshit. He hasn't been a hundred percent five for like two or three years now. I, I'm gonna say at least two. And the okay. third one was so, 2019 or 2020 when nobody played. Is, so, is it not possible that, that he really isn't hurt and that the Calgary Stampeders just aren't the same team as what they once were? And Bolivar Mitchell's just not that good a quarterback? It's a different no, team now. I, 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 don't, I don't agree with that at all. I don't agree with that at all. He still threw the ball with authority. He still threw the ball with authority. He does not throw it. And and the reason I say that is because I watched that BC game. And like I said, Nathan Rourke was throwing fucking darts through people's heads, and Bo Levi Mitchell was throwing these fucking ducks. And he doesn't normally throw the ball like that. Right, but that being said... He usually has a lot more time to throw, and he does. He is being rushed. He's being hurt. He's being hit. He doesn't normally get hit. Bo Levi Mitchell, you could count the amount of times that he gets hit in a season on one hand. Now you can't count that one game in one hand. He, I, he gets, I think he you're gets exaggerating. Beat up up there. No, no, I, I think no. you're exaggerating there, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna. I'm going to see where Calgary's offensive line stands in the league this year, okay? Because they're not that bad, Christopher. Trust me. I'm not saying they're not that bad. I'm saying that he is getting rushed. He might not be getting sacked, but he's getting rushed, and he is not used to being rushed. Yeah, he's always used to being rushed. He's always had movement in the pocket. He's never ran, but he's always moved. Okay, and I think he's got. I still think he's got a good offensive line. I, I don't. Well, I don't. Many, I don't agree with that at all. How many times have I said that he's sitting back there with a lawn chair and a cooler full of beer while well, he yeah, figures out he, what he he's going to do with the ball? No, no, no. That doesn't and, exist and he's anymore. Still sitting back there, he's still sitting there back there with a lawn chair, but then he's throwing five-yard lobs. 
or he's trying to get rid of the ball, the guy five yards behind the line of scrimmage. To me, that screams that he can't throw the fucking ball. He doesn't have a good zip on the ball anymore. And when he throws deep, oh. it always looks like a lame duck. There's not, nothing behind it. And they far too often gets picked off because he puts too much under it and just floats it up there, and it makes it pretty much up for grabs. He just doesn't seem to have any authority when he throws the ball. I mean, you know what, Christopher? Say, say okay, so let me grant you 25% of that is true. I'll go with 25%. Getting hit 25% more, okay? Sure, it might yeah. have something to do with it, but there's there's something wrong. There really is something wrong. Yeah, I, I think it's mental. I think it's in his head. Well. I, 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 I think that his injury, and it there can't be. And, and maybe. The Calgary Stampede, you asked the question, why are the Calgary Stampeders not coming clean? Why does Hunchuck out there saying that, no, my quarterback is not injured. No, he's healthy. He's everything else. Why are these people saying this? Why would this kid lie to his father? Okay, so I don't believe so they are. I think years, he's 100% no, no, healthy, on. and he's just got a mental so problem. After, after 10 years, he's pulling a Jonathan Jennings? I don't think so. Uh, if this uh, was, was uh, one of your guy, maybe, but... You, yeah, you believe, I don't believe that he was that. a lot better than he was. Okay. Say that again. Yeah. I said you believe the, that he was a lot better than he was, and you know, I you know, challenge that, and I've again, been challenging we, that we'll for never, eight years. Yes, but we'll never agree on this because you also think Anthony Calvillo wasn't very good either. Okay. I don't. And he's the all-time I don't. passing it was, leader it was all about the team. in football. Okay? Right. That's it's only because regardless. he played for 23 fucking years. Okay. So does that mean Tom Brady's the same way? He's not very good either? No, I didn't say that. He's played for 23 fucking years. Well, he's played for really good yeah. teams that have won Super Bowls. Right. Anyways. Doesn't matter. Let's move on. Where are we? Calgary, Edmonton. Charles, did you go on this? No, you no, didn't. No, but go we ahead, pretty Charles. much summed up go everything. There. I mean, it's. Go uh, ahead, I mean, it's, <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I just on, I don't Charles. know what the, on, the whole situation on. is. <laughs> Edmonton sucks. They're not getting any better. But I do, you know, a few weeks ago, I I said that. Um, Probably about three weeks ago that I said that I didn't think they're the F, uh, the uh, I almost said it, but the Elks uh, were going to go anywhere with Taylor Cornelius. But you know what? I've been watching him closer the last few weeks. I still think I see that maybe he does have some potential there. The guy, he can throw the ball. He's got a good arm on him. Uh, I, I don't think he's clearly not there yet, but maybe he does. Obviously, they like him enough to sign him for two more years. So. Maybe he does have some sort of a future in this league. So I may have been wrong on that. But other than that, Edmonton sucks and uh, and Calgary with full value for the win. Yeah. 
Edmonton sucks. And that's going to lead up into a couple other things we're going to do real quick. Calgary Stampeders, 56. Edmonton Elks, 28. 84 points. Nobody got bonus points for this game. Although, Charles, you picked Calgary. Will picked Calgary. CJ picked Calgary. And Rudy picked Calgary. So it was another non-event. So the only two games that mattered were the first two games out of this week. Okay, so now let's go over here and see where we are. Now, Sparky keeps screwing me up because he keeps changing, goes back a couple of weeks and changes something that he screwed up a while back. Makes it difficult to figure things out. Um, Charles, you're a lot further back now than what you were before, and I don't know why other than the fact that you were probably further back and not in first place the last couple of weeks when I was in first place. But Sparky is not telling you. Anyhow, uh, week 14 ended up this way. Will had a perfect or a relatively perfect 480 points. Uh, CJ had 280, Charles with 266, and Rudy with 372. So the total so far this year after 14 weeks, Will's in first place at 4670. CJ is 18 points behind at 4652. Charles is back 90 points at 4562. And Rudy is closing up on uh, that at 43-44. Okay, that's last week in the CFL. What's this week in the CFL? We've only got three games. Fortunately, none of them are on Thursday. So hey, we got CJ, Friday, Saturday. Rudy's trying, to get, Rudy's trying to get on, CJ. Well, Some should I there. let him? Okay. Well, yeah, because he needs to do his picture. Okay. okay. Well, what happened here? I need this to go away. There we go. Sparky's doing weird stuff to me here. No, I don't want to call him. Copy over here. Now i got to go find the blog talk. I need a, a, a multi-screen computer. Oh. I'm working off an iPad in my truck, so things are a little bit... Oh, I forgot to put them in the screening room. It's going to ring. Sorry about that, guys. No worries. Answer the phone, Rudy. He's Check going out. to bed. Oh. Oh, you there? Yeah. Okay. Say hello. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> I'm fine. Welcome to the show, Rudy. We're just about to do our picks for this week coming up, the three games, and a non-Thursday night week, which is a wonderful thing. So, the first game up is the Edmonton Elks into Saskatchewan to play the Rough Riders. Charles, this is a tough game. How are you going to pick it? Oh, boy. Well, I'm guessing uh, all of their guys have gotten over their stomach bug or whatever the hell they had last night. I kept hearing stomach flu. I kept hearing I, some people said food poisoning. I don't know what it was. 
I don't really care. There can't be that um, many people that get food poisoning, even in a restaurant. Yeah, that's probably true. But whatever. Um, this is kind of a tough one because neither one of these teams are playing very well, and they both got their asses kicked a week ago. Um, oh, God, I hate to do it, but I'm going to pick Saskatchewan. I hate doing that, but... I just think they're slightly better than um, Edmonton. This one's kind of a pick 'em for me, uh, to be perfectly honest. But I just think they're slightly better right now. But I mean, I prepared to be wrong on this one, but uh, uh, I'm going to go with Saskatchewan. They got more to play for, than although the other thing that should be taken into effect here, here is that. If Saskatchewan beats Edmonton this week, Edmonton is eliminated from playoff contention. But you know what, Bert? I'm going to go with my gut, and I'm going to take Saskatchewan in this one, uh, 48 points. William! Yeah, sticking to my truth, I'm going to go exactly the opposite of Charles. I'm going to say Edmonton, 48 points. Rudy, I am going to go with your Saskatchewan Rough Riders at 48 points. Everybody's picked 48 points. You can't pick Charles in 48 points. Charles went 48. Okay, I'll go 49. Oh, fuck. I'm taking Saskatchewan at 42. Okay, next thumping. Uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers are traveling to Hamilton to play the league's worst Hamilton Tiger Cats. Charles, you taking Winnipeg here? Well, there sure as hell ain't any chance I'm going to take Hamilton. Uh, I've seen them play. Um, uh, Hamilton is a train wreck. They think they're getting what's his name? I think they're getting um, uh, Dane Evans back this week. Big friggin' deal. That doesn't make any difference in my mind. Winnipeg's a way superior team, and they're going to show it possibly in a big way this week. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm going to take Winnipeg 52 points. This could be another blowout. Okay, William. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Winnipeg, 58 points. Rudy! I'm going to go with the greatest team in the CFL, the Winnipeg uh, Blue Bombers, with uh, 51 points. Oh, fuck. I I had that little bit of puke in my mouth just now. You know that, right? Um. You know, you know, Christopher. I, next time when I fight, next time when I fight with you to let Rudy on the show, ignore me, okay? Yes, I will do that. Okay, I will do that. I'd rather have Phil Miller back. Twelve and one. Oh my God. Twelve and one. <laughs> oh, don't take it too hard, Rudy. Um, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, sixty points. CJ score sixty-six. Six zero, six zero. 
the next one here, Charles, is the BC Lions traveling to McMahon Stadium to play the Stampeders in Calgary. <sighs> Uh, it really sucks. When, it, it really sucks when you're gonna pick a, when you're gonna make a pick, and you know you should pick the other way, but you're too stubborn to do so. Uh, as it would be, hey, on, maybe this will be, Vernon, this will be Vernon Adams' coming out party. Yes, I'm trying to convince myself of this. Uh, and they're gonna come in, and the defense is gonna rock it again, and they're gonna beat the Stampeders. Oh God, too bad these things are recorded. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to take the Lions to win this one, and I'm going to pick the Lions uh, in a low-scoring affair, uh, Lions 12? 39. 39, okay. Uh, William, what are you going to do here? Let's go with the – okay, so let's see. BC, yeah, the last game, BC – BC won forty one forty and Calgary didn't have a quarterback. So I think I'm gonna pick um let, let's pick Calgary this time and I'll go forty five. Oh, uh, you're gonna regret that. Just kidding. Yeah I am. <laughs> Rudy Rudy, what are you gonna do here? I'm going to go with the Stamps at 42. Oh, you're not coming to the dark side with us? What was that, Charles? What did, what did I you said, you're say? not coming. Yeah, I'm like, you're not coming to the dark side with us? Uh, you're on your own, buddy. I'm taking Calgary 60 points. Well, well I'm in that boat alone. <laughs> Boy, am I. Boy, if the Lions win, though, I'm going to look like a genius next week. So you just look there. Charles? Of course, dinosaurs may come back to life, but. I'm not going to be disappointed if BC wins. I'm okay with losing. Yeah, but you know what? You know what, Charles? It's not that much of a stretch, okay? It's not. That's right. The defense, they're going to come up big and, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and no, ducks no. could fart in the water and uh, pigeons on any given day. On any given day, on any given day, TJ. Remember, remember the 2001 yeah. Calgary Stampeders and Marcus Crandall. Maybe on the Stampeders will all get sick this week. Maybe. I don't know. Hold on. Has BC said who their quarterback's going to be? No, Adams is starting this week. He is. They eh? said that. Uh, they said that a few days ago. Okay. Uh, doesn't change. <sighs> Nothing changes for me. I'm taking Calgary with sixty points. Well, I'm out there in that boat yep. by myself. <sighs> no the last true holdout. Va there, CJ. Yeah. What's that? Trader. I said, do you got no confidence in that quarterback, the new, the new all-star quarterback in town? No. <laughs> Absolutely none. I still couldn't believe Sparky thought that uh, he could come in there and get a big win in Montreal and that he'd, yeah, he'd um, know the play. 
Dean's talking. You know what? how football works. Hang on, hang on, Rudy. Hang on. I actually thought that Vernon Adams would have played a lot better against Montreal than he did, or or would have had a, a greater opportunity to play against them. They, it just didn't happen. Okay, but stranger things have happened. And it would have been so fitting for Vernon Adams to come back and stomp on Danny Machocha's team. I mean, tell me that Will wouldn't be jumping up and down and having fun. Honestly, they could have left him in. I don't think he would have done any poorer than Adam than Pipkin did the rest of the way. No. But, I mean, why yeah. ruin him at this point? Give Pipkin the game and let uh, Vernon Adams uh, get some proper practice Learn. time with the first team. He learned the playbook a little more. He literally had four practices. Yeah, it's yeah. tough to see Pipkin. I mean, I, I, if BC was playing Montreal this week, I, I would pick BC without question. But well, because B- they're BC. playing Calgary... Yeah, b- both teams to me have pretty good defense. So I don't think it'll be that yeah. high scoring of a game. Yeah, it's going to be a very high scoring game. Okay, that's the end of that. Let's move on. What are we going to move on to? i got to go over here to Word and pick this up. What are we doing Hamilton Ticats quarterback Dane Evans could be ready to return for the, from a lingering shoulder injury this week when his team takes on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Does he make a huge difference? Okay, first off, can you name me one quarterback that has come back from a shoulder injury and performed at the same or higher caliber than what he was playing prior to the injury? Not off the top of my head, no. No. It's one of honestly, uh the, the shoulder injury is honestly one of the worst for a quarterback. Well, that's because he throws the ball. Yeah. Right? I mean Dana. if a quarterback Now, are we saying that Dane Evans had an injury the whole season and that's why he sucked? Or are we saying that Dane Evans just got injured recently and he's sucking before because he sucks? Yes. Absolutely. Dane, Dane Evans, he's done. He uh, There's reports he is uh, throwing the ball around with his left, uh, left arm at practice. Uh, you you watch him throw that ball. He doesn't have that same accuracy and spin on the ball anymore. He's, uh, you know, he's throwing limp throws. And something's wrong. I think he's done. He, he's acting done. like Bull Levi Mitchell, you mean? <laughs> yep. They're done. You fuck up Auto your shoulder as a quarterback, you're done. Yeah, Ottawa or Montreal is a better making the Grey Cup out of the East. Oh, Hamilton's in the basement. 
I they're, they're tied for the bottom right now with Ottawa, and uh, Ottawa just has to win a, one game, and they're going to be ahead of them. Because I don't think Hamilton's going to win another game. I really don't. William, what's your thoughts on a lingering shoulder injury? You say the Mitchell's got a lingering shoulder injury. He's yes. Are you ready? Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? What do you mean? How can you possibly say Who that? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares that Dane Evans is starting this week? Who cares? He's horrible. He's horrible. I got okay. your bell. I know. I was waiting for that. But was he that. horrible He's because horrible. he was injured? Has he, has he no, had he's a lingering injury from last no, no. season? No, 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 no. He's, he's lost two games specifically because he couldn't hold on to the fucking ball. And I'm not talking about interceptions. I'm talking about fumbles, you dumbass. He kept fumbling. Yeah, no, he did. Yeah, and 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 he and I I think one of his biggest problems is he's trying too hard. I really believe he's trying too hard. And if he's still injured, the num his days are numbered in Hamilton. I guarantee you. <clears throat> I got a question. But, but you are. You are the one, Will, that, that said that they should keep Dane Evans and get rid of Jeremiah Mazzoli. You were you were yeah, advocating I, that for two and years. I, and I've told you, I've told you at least three times this season that I made a mistake. Okay. And I just wanted to point and it I, out again. Know, and you guys, and you guys know how much I like Jeremiah Mazzoli, but they still made a mistake. <laughs> You know, you know what? You know what the funniest thing is. You think about this. Think about this. The funniest thing is, all of these teams that are having quarterback woes right now, Hamilton, Saskatchewan, Edmonton, uh, Toronto, 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 somewhat. No, I'm not talking about those. Toronto, somewhat. Those three teams. They've all had Zach Kolaris on their roster. <laughs> what do they think about it now? You know, well, what I mean? you know, we've had that discussion, right? And Zach Kolaris, yeah. who I have been advocating for almost a decade that he is the best quarterback in the CFL, he cannot mm-hmm. perform without an O line. And once what again, team? what quarterback can? What quarterback no, can? Quarterback. Mike Riley. Uh, oh, Chris Fur, did you forget about? Did you forget about 2019? He still led the league in passing until he was injured. <laughs> Even last once year, again, there, you go with, there you go. There you go with fucking stats. All that matters is the fucking win, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. You asked me what quarterback could perform without what quarterback could perform without an O line. I made a point. I was correct, and you now you don't like it. Sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. I I, I don't know what to say. Okay. (laughs) I got a question. Hang on. Zach Caleros hasn't had an O line 
before Winnipeg since Toronto. When he was in Toronto with Ricky Ray, he had an O-line that was protecting him. After that, he hasn't. It, it, it's actually been absolutely brutal. Kent Austin destroyed him. So did Saskatchewan. Well, no, but he Winnipeg had to, picked him up. He had, to, he, had, he had to have an O-line in 2014 because they got to the Great Cup, for fuck's sake. Well, I, I'm not saying that he, they didn't get to the Grey Cup. They, on his sheer talent alone, they could have got to the Grey Cup. No, but once again, your philosophy is without no line, you can't win. Well, they must have won because they got to the Grey Cup. I never said that. So, I never yeah. said that. Caleros has, I said Caleros gets hurt. Caleros had a cup Caleros of coffee and what? got one drive and he was done. No, yeah, he played he the, whole there for the whole year before. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess. He was there the well, year before. Did. No, but he got. I know well, what I mean is that he's one. He was two seasons in Saskatchewan. The second season, he got injured on the first or third play of the first game. Okay? Yeah. But he played the, the whole other, the, the year before with Saskatchewan. So, anyhow, what are we looking at here? I got to keep flipping around here. Okay, so. Uh, Dane Evans coming back. Is he going to make a difference? Charles, what you thinking here? No. No. I, no. They no. weren't winning when he was in the lineup before. And I got a question here. Um, okay. Was it beneficial to Dane Evans to have Jeremiah Mazzoli there? I mean, I know there was always the whole um, – you know, who should be the starter, uh, Mazzoli, or should it be Dane Evans? Uh, but now he's the uh, 100% uh, starter, unquestioned starter there. And is that – there's no one pushing him. So is that detrimental to him that, that Mazzoli left? Well, I, I think lack of competition is always detrimental. Because I'm still not here willing to say that Matt Schlitz is all that much competition. I'm sorry. But uh, it's just he's not uh, – he just doesn't seem like uh, – ever since he was the number one guy, the, the clear-cut number one guy, Mazzoli Zani, he hasn't been the same. He wasn't the same to start this season. No. Hey, I'd rather have uh... – Fletch than uh, Hipkin. Mm. I'd rather have a toothache than an earache, so what's your point? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. He's probably one of the best. (laughs) (laughs) That was fucking brilliant, Charles. No, but he is probably one of the best backup quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, 
I was being somewhat facetious. I think he probably would be uh, considered an upgrade over Pipkin. I don't think it's a super significant upgrade. No. The thing is, I was the same with Will with the whole... I I should have kept Dane Evans over Mazzoli, but you got to remember, two Grey Cups ago, Mazzoli was hurt. The last one, Hamilton almost won that football game last year when Mazzoli entered the game. So there's something there with Dane Evans where he can't get over the top anymore. And you know what, guys? I'm starting to wonder if he's if he's going to turn into another uh, Jonathan Jennings. Turn into or has turned into? He's certainly on that trajectory, at the very least. Like I don't think I, I think this might this guy might be a a phony. Well, I don't think Jonathan Jennings was a phony. He was an amazing quarterback. He had great talent. He just didn't have the head for it. He, he didn't have the head yeah. for it. He, 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 that, that was all between the ears because if, with Jonathan Jennings, whenever things went bad, they got really bad in a real hurry. When he was on, he was as good as any quarterback in the CFL. As soon as things started to go downhill, it just collapsed on him. Every time. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And he sure struggled. But I don't know. Will maybe remembers there's a quarterback in Calgary that uh, I think he was right before Bo uh, drew Tate. He was kind of like that, too. Kind of like yeah. what? I don't know if kind Drew like Tate what? ever had the talent that Jonathan Jennings did. You don't think? Yeah, I don't know. I like, yeah, no, I, I like watching him because big collapses either. Because he he was before Bowler. Uh, the, the the only reason you guys even heard of Drew Tate is because they needed him in Calgary for one year while Bo came around, and that's why you know about Drew Tate. And actually, they had Drew Tate as their starter for two years, but in the Second year, he got hurt, and they brought in Kevin Glenn to replace him. So yeah, and Drew Tate went on somewhere. Was it Ottawa? He went to or somewhere, and they tried to make him a starter there, and he couldn't get get it done there either. That is that is true. He got hurt there quite a bit, and then and he was he was another that, injury prone on one. That, wasn't he also on that infamous coaching staff in? D.C. in 2019. Yes, he was. No. He was no. The... no. Yeah, he was, he, no. he was hired on by the line. Yes. Yes, he was. I don't he think was he was the quarterback was he? coach. He was the quarterback I, I coach. I don't remember yeah. that. No. Yeah, he was. No, because, no, because, yeah. no, because we had, um, Jesus, you know what? You're right. He was. <laughs> I didn't think he I was either I because heard. I thought we had McKissick, but yeah. Says, um, oh, fuck. He's got a picture with a Lions jersey on. Yeah. There you go. With a Lions shirt. There you go, was, baby. There you go. Don't mess with Willie and his, and his trivia. Yeah. Come on. Really? I was looking Come into on. some of his stats there the other day. But, uh, yeah, I liked watching Drew Tate when he played with Calgary there. He fit into yeah. their system well back then. Yeah, Tate became quarterback's coach for the BC Lions under head coach Devon Claybrooks. 
<clears throat> he got fired at the end of the year along with the rest, Clay Brooks and the rest of his staff. So, yeah, you were right. Wow. Did he actually, did he end up going to play in Ottawa? I thought he stayed in Calgary the whole time. Yes, he was in Ottawa, but he got hurt. No, he played in Ottawa in 2017. He started one game. He had one start. And then he went to the Riders, but never played. Yeah. I mean, in his total CFL career, he started 15 games. Not one season. Well, that's it, hey? Wow. And the most he ever started, the most games he ever started in a season was four. I'm looking to see where our buddy, I'm looking to see where our buddy Jonathan Jennings is now. And I'm looking on his Twitter page and it says, husband and father, follower of Christ, former Canadian Football League QB, Real estate investor, QB trainer, lover of golf. So he's very deep. So he's out. He's out of football. In other words, there you go. He's out of football. That's probably a good thing. Yeah, well, those last couple of years, it probably was a good thing. Yeah, he uh, he never came back after COVID. No. Well, he went to Ottawa. He was, uh, he was nothing awful. there either. He was terrible. And if he was terrible, yeah. <laughs> and he beat out Dominic Davis for the starting quarterback job. I mean, Dominic Davis is more than terrible. Right? But hey, so Davis is still in the CFL, and Jennings isn't. He is so. I, I can't believe Davis is still in the league, though. Especially. Well, I mean, and that, and that's the whole thing. And you keep saying that, or you guys said that you'd rather have Schlitz over Fiskin. <laughs> Schlitz might be a better quarterback to to throw the ball, but Pipkin's pretty damn good at short yardage. Yes. So, yeah, and, and that, so not Davis. everybody is, and so is Dom Davis. And to be fair, Pipkin has a really, really good arm. It's not particularly accurate, but it's good. He can throw it a long way. Fuck, he couldn't hit the ground if he dropped. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of the sign that I posted earlier. This at, after the uh, that Winnipeg game, it said. Uh, Cody Fajardo threw a rock at the ground and missed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, moving on from this uh, uh, Dane Evans. Are you good with that, Rudy, or did you have any other input into that? Because we kind of just been bopping around on that one. Uh, no, no, that's all good. I got my two cents. Okay. Alouette's president, Mario Ciancini, says Spiegel's estate turned down interest from a local ownership group, not actively looking to sell the team. So Spiegel, Sid Spiegel, who has passed on, owns 75% of the Montreal Alouettes. 
and his son-in-law, or I guess you could say that, um, Gary Stern owns 25%. Now, Gary has stepped back from football completely, <laughs> resigned his position on the board of directors on the league, and uh, is waiting to find out what happens with the rest of the team. <clears throat> I think, as I said before, I think Gary Stern is putting together a group, and that's and the, the estate is waiting for that to happen. So I don't I don't know. I mean, that seems it, it's po- the possible, right? I mean, the daughter, Sid Spiegel's daughter, is set to inherit something. I don't know what from the estate. Uh, is any of it part of the football? Does does Gary Stern now increase his shares or his? Uh, his holdings on this team. I don't know. You know, sheer speculation at this point in time. I really was caught off guard by Gary Stern stepping back the way that he did. But obviously there seems to be some animosity in the Spiegel uh, estate situation right now. And whatever happens with the Montreal Alouettes and him being public like that, he is affecting the value of the estate. And that would be a conflict of interest if his wife is set to inherit any of it. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Rudy. What's your thoughts on this? Yep. Is there any comments on this? The, the Alouettes have turned down, or Spiegel has turned down, an offer from a local ownership group. What's going yeah, on in Montreal? I, I, What's I your thoughts? I, I don't really care. Oh, geez, do I have to send the bell off for you, too? Yeah, I thought that was Will's line. That's Will's line, yeah. Oh, as long as the team. No, 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 no. My line is who cares? So it's for all of us, not just for one of us. Fair enough. Okay. So, so Will, do you care? No. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I tend to wonder if this has something to do with, obviously, um, um. They bought this team together, and they were probably going to run it together. And what's his name was probably going to be the main runner of it, while his father-in-law sat back. And now that his father-in-law has passed away, maybe some of the family doesn't want to be involved in football, and they'd like to sell it. But maybe they're giving the benefit of the doubt and making, getting, letting him maybe raise money so he can buy the rest of it. But I mean, in reality. How much could that franchise be worth? 20 mil. You know what I mean? Mind you, you do need a lot more money than what it's worth to run it. So, because it's not really a winning proposition, is it? So, so yeah, maybe that's what it is. Because he seemed really game to be part, to be an owner of the team, right? And he was always in the media. 
And yeah. then all of a sudden, he doesn't want to be anymore, which is kind of strange. I, I think what DJ said that he's trying to put a group together is probably uh, pretty close to the truth, I would think. Yep. And, and I think that's the reason why he stepped back is so that, you know, he's not in the public eye. He's not affecting the value of the team one way or the other. And, uh, and he is removing any form of conflict for his wife. Right. Maybe. I don't know. I don't see any issues or problems with anything like that. I, we have not seen the last of Gary Stern in the CFL. Yeah, I don't think he so. was enjoying himself yeah. too much. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I mean he doesn't have the money that that, that uh, David Braley had, but I mean Braley owned three different football teams in the CFL. Yeah, I mean there's passion for the sport. I think Gary Stern is there as well. So. I don't know. I'm liking it. Charles? Because uh, I thought earlier in the year, I mean, I thought Gary Stern was really doing a good job of keeping the team in the uh, headlines. He was always outspoken at times, and sometimes he kind of put his foot in his mouth. But, hey, he got people talking. He got people interested. So I think it's, he's a good guy to have in the CFL, and, I think uh, it makes sense to see uh, if uh, he puts something together so that they can, uh, they can, um, you know, get back to that. Because I think, um, I really think he's a decent guy, and um, he seemed to have a lot of interest in the CFL. He seemed to be excited to be involved in the CFL. So here's hoping he can put something together and he can get back involved. Yeah. Okay. Let's, uh, see what else is here to talk about oh yeah i was trying to look up uh, i was trying to look up the montreal los uh, franchise worth but couldn't find it anywhere but uh i found this neat article from april and it says uh it's the most reputable pro sports franchises in canada apparently it's based on Canadians were surveyed about the sports teams in each team's respective market. And it goes, Toronto Raptors, Toronto Blue Jays, Winnipeg, Jets, Montreal, Alouette, Calgary, Sam, Peters. And then you got, for other CFL teams, the Bombers at 10th. So apparently, yeah, Alouette's you know, you know, If you take, take uh, McMahon Stadium out of there, Calgary's team's not worth very much. Yeah, true. Yeah. Come on, did you guys get that? Come on, that was funny. No. I thought that was funny. The stadium's worth nothing anyway. <laughs> it's not their stadium. But yeah. Apparently Montreal and Calgary are the two both in uh the top five for most watched sports teams in Canada. This is TV rating, Nobody. so. Nobody's buying that. Nobody here is. Uh, this article looks like it's a farce. 
Three Down Nation. <laughs> okay, so there you go. Yeah, I'm not buying it. Um, a franchise fees. What were the franchise fees? Is it twelve or fifteen million dollars to get a club, to get a, a new franchise? So that's the value of, of of any CFL team plus their equipment. Hard to value any team in the CFL any other way than that. That's its breakup value. Yep. Right? I, I cannot say that, uh, I mean, short of the community teams, which we're not going to evaluate, but is Calgary worth any more than Toronto? Is Toronto worth any more than Ottawa? I don't know. I Right now, I think Ottawa is probably a better run organization, except for the fact that they're three and nine. Um, I don't know. Hard to say. I'd love to know what um, Amar Doman paid for the Lions. According to uh, according to uh, online, Gary Stern's only worth eighty-two million dollars. I know. He can't afford to lose a lot. That's why I believe he's putting a group together. Yeah, I don't think it would be just him. It's not going to be him on his own. No. Hey, CJ, would you would you believe the <sighs> Rough Riders worth fifty-three million? Fifty-three or sixty-three? Fifty-three million dollars. I I would. That's they're, what I'm seeing online the here. Highest- they're probably the highest-valued CFL franchise simply because of their merchandise sales. Right. I know the Bombers made a lot. They said the most they've ever made on merchandise last season, but I don't know if I can find information on uh, the franchise. The Riders where... actually lost money last year. Right. Uh, seven point five million, I think. So, anyhow, moving on. Elks. Chris Jones was embarrassed by loss to Calgary. Vows to determine who wants to be here. We'll we will see wholesale changes in Edmonton. Well, you, you know what. I've been defending Chris Jones a lot lately. Uh, I think that he needs some time with this team. He's going to turn it. But to come out and say you were embarrassed by your loss to Calgary Stampeders, are you fucking naive? I don't know a single soul that thought Edmonton was going to win that game. Now, I don't know a single soul that thought it was going to be close. You got your asses handed to you by a superior team. Embarrassed? They didn't have a stomach bug. Yeah, you should have been. Yeah, you you got no excuses. You should be embarrassed, okay? But it's got nothing to do with the fact that you thought you could have won. Because that's just naive. I don't know. Uh, 
I don't disagree that there's going to be wholesale changes in Edmonton. That team is not where he wants it. It needs to get somewhere. I was expecting more changes before now. Uh, I, I know the fans are restless in, in that town. They they literally have no desire to go through anything right now, and I don't understand it. Uh, it's going to be a steep, steep learning curve for these guys. William, Chris Jones, embarrassed? I, he got I handed surprised. it out. No, no, I'm surprised by him saying that because he doesn't normally come out in public and say those things, but I really believe he was. And also, is it a point of motivated guys? Okay? So, which is probably true because we know Chris Jones will bring in 2,000 players to find the right 52. Right? Correct. And, uh, Correct. He's scouting now. You know, I mean, I mean, it doesn't help where when a guy, for example, was it two weeks ago or three weeks ago, traded his number one center to yeah. I can't remember who, and he put a guy in there who's never played center, but he was a good athlete, so he thought it would work out, and I think that was the the first game he played was a Labor Day game and. Calgary handed it to him on Labor Day as well. So, but yeah, I think he's embarrassed. But I still think you you keep him around, or not? <laughs> Who? I don't know. Chris Jones? I, I, I would. Yeah. I wouldn't fire him. Absolutely not. Well, no, he I wouldn't fire him. But, but once again, but once again with Chris Jones, with Chris Jones, you've got to worry about. Somebody coming along and saying, hey, buddy, you want to come work for me in the NFL? He's gone like a, he's gone like tomorrow, okay? Well, of course. I, my, my understanding is, my understanding is he has a three-year contract with the Edmonton Elks that is non-breakable. And Wally Buono set it up that way. Chris Jones does not have the luxury or the ability to run. He's there for three years unless you fire him. Now, the only way that you would fire him, because he's making a bucket full of money, is you got somebody better, and I don't think there is anybody. I, uh, he's there I for three years. I heard it's a year-by-year contract basis though even though it's a three year he can walk away at the end of the year the team can it's a three year contract if they fire him Edmonton is on the hook for his contract for three years it's impossible to set that up any other way I don't know. They're talking about it on the Three Down Nation podcast there today, and uh, they said it's got an opt out, uh, an opt out clause for each side. So basically, if Jones left in the off season, Edmonton wouldn't have to pay him. But uh, if Edmonton, Edmonton uh, could end the contract too, and they wouldn't have to pay him. 
even though it is a three-year deal, you could still they could still opt uh, opt him out of his deal after this season. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen either. Well, the, I mean, the, the remaining fans over and over again. It. You have to stick with him. You have to stick with him. Well, they're they're calling for his head in Edmonton, and maybe Will would know more huh. being in Alberta, but apparently they're uh, Rudy. They're not getting any butts out in seats, and uh, they need to do something. Rudy, they were calling for Michael Shea's head in year three. Oh, I know. It was Winnipeg. I know. Some guys in year two. <laughs> and, and I personally think the success that he's had, the success that he has had with Winnipeg will lead to more teams uh, not being so quick to uh, – to uh, to give guys the axe to stick with them longer. No, yeah, I agree. I just uh, Edmonton's franchise is in turmoil, and they gotta figure their shit out. Okay, William, you got anything to say to this? I already said my piece, my friend. Okay, 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 okay. We can move on. Um, this next segment, I'm going to call bullshit. BC Lions defensive coordinator Ryan Phillips is accusing Surrey RCMP of racial profiling. He, 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 he says that he was pulled over for absolutely no reason. He was handcuffed and thrown in the car. Is that correct? Did I read that one right? Here's the, the problem it, yeah. that I have with it. I have a problem with that. Surrey RCMP are not racial profiling against black men. They don't see black men. We do not have a problem with black men in B.C. There are none. There are no black gangs. In there Canada. are no black crime in, in, in Vancouver, in B.C. In Canada. No, Toronto has its problems. Okay? But it, in Vancouver, it does not happen. It does not exist in Canada. It does not exist, in, I believe, in Western Canada. Um, so I, I absolutely call bullshit on this. They were not racial profiling. He had to have done something. And then he probably got belligerent. Because that is the only way that it escalates with the RCMP. I mean, the Surrey RCMP put up with a lot of shit. They have Indo-Canadian gangs. They have Vietnamese gangs. They have all sorts of gangs. They do not have black gangs to deal with. A black man, they would just write it off as, that's not an issue. Let's move on to something else. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not buying this one at all. I'm going to let Charles go. 
I mean, obviously, I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. Um, there have definitely been problems like this in other cities. We know uh, Surrey is not one of them that typically do that because there is not a large African-American population in the Surrey area. So um, whether it was or not, I mean, or- I, I'm not going to sit there and call bullshit like CJ does because I wasn't there. I don't know. Uh, I just... All I can go by is that I haven't heard any other accusations like this in that area, well, ever to my knowledge. So, I mean, I don't know. But I I wasn't there. I don't know. I just, uh, I've never heard of anything in that frame in that area because it's just not that big a population. There is so few blacks in BC that if you see one on the street, the first thing you would say Oh, are you a BC lion? Because they just don't exist. It's it's so hard. You know what I mean? They're just not. It, it's it's such a minute part of our population out here. It, it, it's not. It's not a problem. I don't know. Who's laughing? William, go ahead. I wasn't laughing. I was on mute. Um, you know what? It, I, I, and I've talked to many, a many, a black man in Canada because I do know quite a few of few, and a lot of them have come from the U.S. And they say what they went through in the U.S. doesn't exist in Canada, and that's one of the main reasons they yeah. stay here. So I have a hard time believing it happened. It might have happened. You never know. But once again, I always, I always believe it takes two to tango. Okay. And, you know, he's a, he's a football coach and he's an aggressive football coach. So I don't know, man. I don't know. So I don't believe it personally. It could happen, but I don't believe it. And, and that's my position. It could have happened, but I, I, absolutely, I don't believe it. Rudy? Yeah, I don't know. You got a lot of black people there. in Winnipeg? You got any black gangs in Winnipeg? Uh, a couple. It's starting to get to be really? more black people, but no. No, uh, no uh, native, or, sorry, no uh, black uh, black gangs in Winnipeg. Um Yeah. And of course, of course, there's no native gangs there either, is there, Rudy? <laughs> no, there's quite, quite, quite amount. But uh, yeah, that's Manitoba. Saskatchewan's the same, but no, there, there's black. Getting to be some more black people, but there's no black gangs. Right? But uh, I don't know. I don't live in Syria. I'm not from there. I uh, I highly doubt it. I mean, unless the police officer was. Asian or maybe Muslim. In Surrey, Surrey, they're too busy arresting Steve Fonio, okay, and making sure he walks a straight line. (laughs) Yeah. It is a blast from the past. I haven't heard his name in a long time. Steve Fonio. Yeah. God, I haven't heard that name forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, 
yeah, like I said, none of us were there, so none of us can call, you know, come out and really say what happened. But the the odds of probable probability are pretty low that this went down the way that it's been described. Personally, my my opinion and my beliefs. We'll jump around a little bit here. Taylor Cornelius has signed a two-year contract extension with the Edmonton Elks. And Edmonton Elk fans are losing their fucking minds over this one. They are blaming their woes on Taylor Cornelius. Justifiably so or not, I have no idea. But Elks are not winning. Why would you be re-signing your quarterback? And this isn't even the quarterback of choice. Isn't what's the guy's name? Trey Smith or wasn't he actually Trey the Ford. one that Trey. was doing good? Trey Ford. Trey Ford wasn't he the one that was actually won him a couple games? Yeah, but he played in two games. Okay. He looked good, he but he played about a game. I mean, he's also fucking Canadian, so. He's coming back Just this weekend. He'll be dressed. Oh, he's going to be dressed this weekend? I may change my pick from Saskatchewan to Elks because, hey, Trey Ford's there. Canadian quarterback, yeah, just playing, like though. Nathan Roark, right? Oh, okay. Well, maybe I won't change my pick then. No, just ignore what I said, Sparky. Don't, don't, don't do anything drastic. Okay, do you think that this was a good move, signing trailer Cornelius there, Grudy? No, he's awful. It's not what I asked. He's terrible. (laughs) The guy looks like a draft out there. Like a what? A giraffe. A giraffe, okay. Um... Yeah. I honestly don't think they signed him to a really big contract. Was there any numbers released with this? I didn't see any. No. Yeah, not that I saw. Now, they're idiots if they're paying them 400000 a year. But, uh, you know, uh, signing him to a contract extension, if if he's the what you're doing for the rest of the season and his contract was up at the end of the season, this just means – it just gives them that little boost of confidence that the team is supporting me at this point in time. So let's work through our problems and let's get out there and perform as best we can and win a couple of football games. We lost Will. Why? I don't know. He's just saying, he's asking if we're still on. I said yes. Because apparently he's not. Yeah, I was, hoping, I was hoping Will would have put his two cents in on Cornelia. Just give me a minute. I'll get him back. You don't really like him either, hey, CJ? Who, Will? I kind of like Will. 
No, Cornelius. Um, I'm indifferent. I I don't have a problem with him. I think he's a lot better quarterback than what most people are trying to make him out to be. Uh, he's he's performing a lot better than he has been. Uh, yeah, I don't have a problem with him. I I. I The team is a train wreck. Is he any form of stability? And the the next question is, what other options do they have? Uh, Hello? You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, you're here, Will. I'm here. Okay, I'm here. Sorry. Wow. You know know what? We've only got got three minutes left in the show. I was thinking there is one other option. They could call him right now. What? Huh? What option? Mar- Marcus Crandall. Marcus Crandall, yeah. Of course. Without question. He's 50, Rudy. But, you know, call him. But he, he, the problem with that, Rudy, is I think he's... I think he's I think he's tied up with the uh, Halifax Schooners. Yeah. <laughs> or even Grant. They should. They could sign him over Cornelius. Anyways, I didn't get to go on this. I'm going to go real quick. I don't think Cornelius. We want you to go. That bad of a court. I don't think Cornelius. Cornelius is that bad of a quarterback. I mean, I don't even think Rudy knows what his second string quarterback looks like. Okay, and Cornelius was a second-string quarterback. Now he's number one, and I think he's going to do well, to be honest with you. And he can throw the ball, and, uh, hey, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. And yeah, he knows what I, they signed I don't for. think it's – exactly. I don't think it's a bad signing, you know, if they kept the cost down. At least they got some stability at that position, whether or not good or bad. He's not playing bad football. The team around him sucks. And we've said that a long time ago. It doesn't matter how good your quarterback is. If your team sucks, you're not winning football games. No, and I don't think uh, Cornelius will get one win at Commonwealth as a start. They might win this weekend against the Riders. Oh, that's interesting. Personally, for me, I thought I think Cornelius is better than he was previous than I thought previously. Yeah, I do too. Okay, hmm. so we're not going to get to the last ep- uh, uh, segment here, Charles, because the show's over. Uh, this has been Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 502. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. We're going to talk. We talked some football, an hour and 20 minutes of it. Uh, interesting conversations, interesting topics, although it was a bore, it's a boring week. Three games of football. Let's see what happens. Uh, yeah, go Lions. Uh, Rudy, say goodnight. Hi, everyone. Have a good week. Watch football this weekend. Okay. Charles. Good night, folks. Uh, have a good weekend and enjoy this weekend's games. We'll talk to you next week.
I'll, I'll, I'll leave everybody with the, I'll leave everybody with this thought on 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 uh, Rudy's quarterback uh, thing because don't forget Rudy's the only guy on this podcast with a Matt Nichols uh, jersey. Um, good night, everybody. Watch football this weekend. <laughs> I sold it. He sold it. Good night. <laughs>